0: Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast of the Fires of Revival podcast. I am your host, Colton Prater, and I pray today's episode will be a help and an encouragement to you. Please don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast with others. And now for the episode. Well, I'm very excited for this episode. I'm interviewing Brother Tim Tomlinson. He is the Vice President of Administrations at Crown College, which is where I attend, as many of you know. And as we're recording this, actually, I graduate Bible College here in just a few days. So by the time this episode releases, I will already be a Crown College graduate. And I'm excited about that. But without taking too much time of my introduction, we'll go ahead and jump into the interview here with Brother Tomlinson. So, Brother Tomlinson, thank you for coming on. And just as an introductory question, do you mind sharing with us as an audience your salvation testimony? Of course. Thank
1: you again for having me. And
0: thank you for
1: being such a good student for many years, too. So I'll throw that in there for we you, go. Colton. <laughs> But it's it's obviously a privilege to be saved, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think there's any more important matter in life than nailing down the mm-hmm. assurance of your salvation. And as quickly as you can, you need to know that you know mm-hmm. Christ, and that, that way you can move forward from that assurance. I came to Christ when I was mm-hmm. a boy, and I was about eight years of age, a little older than that, and um, that was a long time ago. I'm 46 mm-hmm. now, but I remember the experience well because I remember the... I remember the conviction of my sin mm-hmm. and I, in fact i came to a point where i could not even lay my head down that night mm-hmm. unless i knew that i had peace with god and my uh, my brother pointed me to my father in that moment i have an older brother mm-hmm. and some younger sisters and and i want to say i'm so thankful for christian parents who knew the mm-hmm. truth who yes, could sir. who could point me to the lord and my father took the word of god and and uh, explained to me again the way of salvation in Christ alone, and I trusted him. And my my assurance verse is 2 Timothy 1.12, where Paul said, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. That's, that's a tremendous verse, and it anchors our faith in someone, and that is in Christ. Mm. And I know that that, that night... Um, it may not have seemed like something very special on the outside, mm-hmm. just a little boy, just a, just a very meager mm-hmm. um, home and family and that type of thing. But, but I know in that moment that I place my faith in the person of Jesus Christ and in him is salvation. Mm-hmm. And I thank God I have that experience in my mind. But more than that, I, I thank God I have the evidences That's of right. salvation after that.
0: Amen. Thank you for sharing that with the Tomlinson and listeners. I I ask this question to every guest that comes on and I do it for a reason. And that's just to continue to bring, continually bring up the topic, the theme of salvation, because I believe it is the most important decision you could ever make is knowing where you're going to go when you die, knowing what your eternal destination is going to be, where you're going, either heaven or hell. And as many of you know, and I've shared my email address on here before, I would encourage you to reach out. If you have any questions, talk to your pastor, talk to someone to get that question settled today, right now. Don't put it off any longer. And get it settled right now, but next question by the Tomlinson can you share with us your call to ministry or call to preach experience?
1: When I was a teenager, I was thankful that people began giving me an opportunity to serve God. I think that's very important if you work with teenagers, give them opportunities mm-hmm. to try to reach others for Christ and give the gospel and people encouraged me to do that. Some faithful people at my home church were very kind and invested in me. And I know looking back that when I was a teenager, Mm -hmm. those moments where I had opportunities to serve the Lord, um, to give the gospel, Mm -hmm. to teach the Word of God to children, for example, looking back, those were the beginning moments where God was directing Mm -hmm. me into the ministry. And I didn't know it then. Mm -hmm. But over the course of a few years' time, uh, God just began to put that in my heart, mm-hmm. and I can't say there was there was a lightning bolt mm-hmm. moment, except for that. I know that in time, about the time I was a mm-hmm. senior in high school, it just began to be very real to me that God was setting me aside in a mm-hmm. in a in a different way than exactly. others. I think we all ought to serve Him. Everybody mm-hmm. should, but as a believer, but I knew God had something a little different. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time I guess a conversation that sticks out is my father was speaking with me and my father's been in heaven now for 18 years and uh, I miss him but my father was saying to me um, as I was about to graduate from high school mm-hmm. he said well we have to talk about what you're thinking what are you mm-hmm. going to what are you thinking as far as you know God's direction mm-hmm. for your life and I said well I believe God has put a desire in my heart to serve him mm-hmm. And I don't understand all that. I've, I've yielded to that. In fact, when I was 15, mm-hmm. I just bowed the knee and said, Lord, whatever you want with my yes, life. And um, But I had no idea that would involve preaching and teaching the Word of mm-hmm. God. Not at that point. But um, I began to have that flame sort of burning in my heart. And my, my dad said, I'm just wondering, I don't want to push you one direction or another, but what are you thinking? And I said, well, I think God's leading me into his work and I want to prepare myself to preach and teach God's Word. And, and I said, I can't say I have 100% certainty right now, Dad, but I'm going mm-hmm. to lean God's way. Amen. I'm just going to lean God's way. And I would always encourage you, you know, God is going to lead one step at a time in your life. Mm-hmm. Just keep leaning God's way. And when I did, and I decided I was going to move forward mm-hmm. after high school and begin preparing myself for that mm-hmm. work, then God came along and he confirmed mm-hmm. it even more and more. And so I would say it's like concrete that just began to set harder and mm-hmm. harder in my heart. And I knew that this is what God had for me. And sure. I'm so thankful I leaned God's
0: mm-hmm. way. Yes, yeah. Yeah, sir. I like that expression you gave there, leaning God's way. Yeah. And listener, I would encourage you. You know, you might not know what the next step is. You may be a senior in high school about to graduate or a freshman in college or whatever cycle you find yourself in life. We're always called to lean God's way, and you might not know what the next step holds or the next move is going to be. But I guarantee you, if you lean God's way, he's going to get you where he wants you to go. Mm-hmm. So moving on to the next question, the Tomlinson. So as a vice president here at Crown, it's kind of a given that you work with young adults on a daily basis. So what would you say maybe is an area spiritually that young adults tend to struggle with? Uh, I know there's a lot of things you could say for this. Maybe just pick an area or two and how can they overcome that area in their spirituality that's a great question and i want to say i do love working with young adults Mm
1: -hmm. because you still have as a young adult you still have Mm -hmm. the opportunity to really shape you know what's going Mm -hmm. to become of your whole adult life i love to see young people um, getting in the word of god Mm -hmm. i love to see truth just really clicking in their minds Mm -hmm. And the, the the thing I love the most is when young adults make something their own. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's not my pastor's faith now. It's not what my father mm-hmm. believes or my mother believes. This is now what I believe. Mm-hmm. So I love seeing that process go on. Um, obviously, there's some sinful things that can get in the mm-hmm. heart and minds of young adults. And I don't even know what all those are. Exactly. To be honest, people don't walk mm-hmm. in the office every day and confess their innermost <laughs> sins. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect them to but i i know this i think Mm -hmm. in general one of the biggest one of the biggest tools of satan is just distraction Mm -hmm. because the world is so distracting and and even among christianity there are so many distractions that can get young adults off of the path that god Mm -hmm. has for for them sometimes a guy or a girl can enter to someone's life and then that that person either Mm -hmm. becomes a great help to someone staying on the path that God wants them on, and maybe a a great Mm -hmm. assistance to that person, or they can become a great distraction to that person. So I would just say one of the the things I'm trying to work on all the time with young people is just stay on course with what Mm -hmm. God has for you. And if you don't... You may not know all of that course, but you know mm-hmm. the step for now, so just be obedient now, and don't let anyone or anything mm-hmm. certainly don't let the world and the devil allure you away from mm-hmm. that but also don't let don't even let people who are god 's people yes, take you away from mm-hmm. what God is putting in your heart for him. He has a mission, and he has a you know I just look at it in a um, in a very godward view. Mm-hmm. God has created each one of you. God has a purpose for you to fulfill. And the greatest thing you can do with your life is fulfill God's purpose mm-hmm. for your life. So I think the remedy for that is is um, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. It's just looking unto Jesus. Mm-hmm. Keep your eyes on Christ. Mm-hmm. Keep your motive as Christ. And... That will help you not follow after the distractions you know, that the mm-hmm. devil's going to try to put in front of you.
0: Yes, there's su- such wisdom there. Thank you for sharing that with us. And if you're a young adult and if you're a teenager or whatever you find yourself in, I would encourage you to take that advice given there and apply it to your own life because I believe it'll be a help and a blessing to you. But going on to our next question, I know one of the things, Brother Tomlinson, you're very passionate about in your classes and preaching is uh, studying the Bible, being a student of the Bible, studying it out for yourself. So what would you say maybe are some tips or maybe some steps that have helped you become a better student of the Bible that can help others listening today that maybe want to get deeper into their Bible reading and want to be able to understand some more? What are some things that have helped you that could help them?
1: You know, I think the greatest principle I ever learned about studying the Bible came from many years ago when Dr. Frank Sells was here teaching, and he's with the Lord now. But he took us to Psalm 119 and verse 18. And we read that verse together and it's a prayer. Mm-hmm. Open thou mine eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of thy law. Mm. And that's never left me. I that helped me to understand that when we come to the Word of God that this is not just a physical yes, work, it's not just a mental mm-hmm. work, but it's a spiritual yes, work. And and we can't we can't engage into the Bible mm-hmm. without the Holy Spirit of God. Yes, and I know as simple as it is mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Sales called that the indispensable principle mm. of Bible study. And what that is, is it's just complete dependence upon the Holy Spirit. And I would say that, I'd say along with that would be also from the 119th Psalm. Uh, it's really riddled throughout mm-hmm. the 119th Psalm, but there's a principle there. Exactly. In the 33rd verse, it says, Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Mm. Give me understanding." And I shall keep thy law, yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Now, you ought to read on those two verses, verse 33 and 4, and meditate on it. But here's the principle in those verses Lord, if you give me understanding, Lord, if you help me to know your word, I'm already committed to keep it, Mm. I'm already committed to obey it. And I think that's the greatest principle practically, is not coming to the Bible just wanting information mm-hmm. and wanting understanding, but coming with a heart to obey. And when God sees that heart that, that truly is already yielded to obey, mm-hmm. whatever he shows, then I think God's willing to show yes, us so. a lot. So I, 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 hope that, I hope that young people will right now, at mm-hmm. whatever stage you are in life, as, as a teenager, as a young adult, I hope you will mm-hmm. start now saturating your mind and heart in the word of god but when you do
0: it the key is have have a heart to obey yes sir so good right there thank you for sharing that and the next question here kind of looking at the end result the last one at the beginning of you know some things that can help you get more out of your bible reading but next question you're going on to let's say someone is listening they started reading their bible and they feel like they're not getting anything out of it they feel like they're maybe what does this do for me in my Christian life? So what would you say maybe are some benefits and some blessings of trying to read your Bible daily and trying to get into the Word every single day? Some benefits, yeah. I I would say,
1: let, let me go on the on one side of it first. Most, many people are coming to the Bible the wrong way. Mm-hmm. They're, we're very, we're all, many of us are very Americanized. What mm-hmm. we think of, there's a problem, and I need a solution to that problem right now. Mm-hmm. I, I need to fix it. For my problems yes, <laughs> and so that that pragmatic mm-hmm. spirit is in all of us in our old man and it's kind of cultural too if you're a man it's kind of in you and your gender all right men want to fix things and so we kind of come to the bible sometimes in the wrong way mm-hmm. we come saying i need a fix to my problem well that's the wrong way to come to the bible mm-hmm. and i've heard people say i'm reading the bible but i'm not getting anything out of it and what they really mean is my problem is not fixed yes sir. i I expected fast food Mm. responses here i wanted to put an order in and god give me the food for that order Mm. but you can't put god on your time frame and you can't put god on your schedule you need to get on his schedule so i would just say to me what is your expectation for reading the bible Mm -hmm. every day and for me it's come down to something very simple i'm just looking to meet the lord and his Mm -hmm. word I want to be in the presence of God, and when I am, the benefit of that is all is more than you can mm-hmm. ever know. It's peace in your heart. It's, it, the benefit is the relationship mm-hmm. with God. It's the fellowship it. with God. I was just thinking, in the, in, the, in the 19th Psalm, where it talks so much about the Word of God, you know, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, mm-hmm. and on and on it goes. And then it says, speaking of God's Word, um, verse 11, More, moreover by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping there is great reward. There's always reward to the mm-hmm. word of God, but then he says, more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Mm-hmm. And I think about that sweetness. You know, that's what the word of God does. It keeps your life joyful mm-hmm. because you're walking with Jesus. Yeah. It keeps your heart happy. And mm-hmm. so... The honey of the word of God, the sweetness of the word of God, that's what, that's the great reward. It's just, it's going to keep, you know, there's in the 119th Psalm, I think it's the 165th verse. It says, great peace have they that mm. love thy law. Well, that's the benefit. God calms you. He, he gives you rest when you walk with him mm-hmm. in his word. He gives you peace. Life is sweet now because your mm-hmm. eyes are on the Lord. And you may still be going through trials, but there's sweetness in that and and that's what the bible mm-hmm. that's what daily walking in the word does for yes. me and that's what i recommend that your expectation is not some fix to my problem mm-hmm. god god is the answer to whatever your problem is but he's not the answer in the same way that you might think mm-hmm. he is all right <laughs> he is the answer just in his in himself mm-hmm. his presence his peace his joy that's what you get when you really when you really enjoy your time i would just say your time in the word of god should never be a duty it should always be Mm
0: -hmm. a joy yes sir and it kind of the way you answer that reminds me of that statement pastor makes all the time talking about the danger of making the byproducts the goal and how that we go to the bible looking for this 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 and this you fill in the blank when as you answered it brother tomlinson the answer is you know just spending time with the lord and getting that sweet communion with him and then out of that oftentimes he'll give us the answers to the questions that we have, the things of life that we're facing, and right. just getting that focus back on God. Yeah, our he is reading.
1: the goal. If you ever have something, the goal, besides the Lord mm-hmm. Jesus, then you've got the wrong goal. Yes. Make him the goal, and then the reward of making him the goal is the peace and the joy mm-hmm. and the answers you need to life's complex issues and that type mm-hmm. of thing. Make him the goal, and then he'll... He will give you
0: everything else you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you for the sharing that some wonderful wisdom there. And if you're listening, I would encourage you to take that advice to heart. Take what he shared there from the Bible and just apply it to your life. So at church here at Temple Baptist where we go, uh, we've been hearing from Pastor the theme for the year, Build Your Life on the Bible. We've been saturating it at church, at college, and everywhere. We're hearing that theme. And I really like it, and I like what it means, what it says there. So just asking you this, Brother Thomas, and what does that theme mean? So someone listening says, what was listening and hearing, build your life on the Bible. What does that mean to their life, and how can how can we as Christians do that?
1: Well, we're all building a life, for sure, day by day. I think that's in the decisions mm-hmm. we make, mostly. So building your life on the Bible, do you read the Word of God? Do you know the Word mm-hmm. of God? You can't build your life on something that you're not familiar with, mm-hmm. Do you have an understanding of God's Word? Do you see it as a whole and then see the parts and see how the parts connect together? Mm -hmm. You know, that's always something that I trust is deepening for all of us. But then what it comes down to is obedience. Mm -hmm. I think of the expression from 3 John where John said in the fourth verse, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Mm -hmm. Now that's that's a beautiful expression. That means the truth is not just something we know. It's not just in our head, mm-hmm. we're walking in it. It's all the way down exactly. into our shoe leather. So we're living out these truths. Mm-hmm. And I think, that's, I think that's building your life on exactly. the Bible. In your home, in your family, in your personal life, in your relationships. Mm-hmm. You may have relationships now with others. Can you build that relationship on, the, on obeying the truth of the Word mm-hmm. of God? It's, it's, it's having a fixed point of reference. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible becomes. It's like a north star. And in this relationship or in this situation or in this circumstance, whatever it is, as a Christian, my my guiding, my guidepost, mm-hmm. my guiding light, my, my bedrock of reference is
0: the Word of God. And whatever it says, I'm just going to
1: walk in that truth. I think that's building on the Bible.
0: Yes, yeah. I think that's good there. Um, it reminds me, I heard a preacher say one time, and i was younger and he talked about how that if you want to know the answers to life the things that you're facing he said well we find it in the bible it's our handbook for life if you want to know what god wants us to do with our lives what we're to do every day you find that getting into the bible and if we're not getting into it building our life on it we're going to live a life that's shipwreck a life that's tossed to and fro and anything comes about and just this idea of god's word is an anchor for me i'm going to build my life on it mm-hmm. and see what god wants me to do with my life by just building yeah. daily in and out digging into the word and getting into it as much as we can
1: i think it's the difference between living a principled life and a and just a pragmatic mm-hmm. life if pragmatism is i'm just going to do whatever works mm-hmm. you know, i'll just make the decisions that i think are best mm-hmm. for me but a principled life is okay what what truth from god's
0: word should mm-hmm. i follow mm-hmm. yes sir That's so good right there now last question for you could you share with us i ask this to every guest that comes on could you share with us what your life verse is and why I will you know I actually mentioned a moment
1: ago it's Hebrews chapter twelve verse two, and it's looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, mm-hmm. despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the majesty on high. you know I'd really just take that first phrase, mm-hmm. looking unto jesus that that just has helped me so many times through life. And I've made that my life mm-hmm. verse because in everything I want to keep my eyes on the Lord, mm-hmm. thinking about what he did on the cross, thinking about the joy that was set before him. And if I had a if I had a second one, it would be Second mm-hmm. Timothy 2 2. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. I love that verse. It's really my ministry verse. Mm-hmm. The things that thou hast heard of me among faithful men, the same commit thou he says, the things that thou hast heard of me, the same commit thou mm-hmm. to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. And I think about that process of Paul, a Timothy, mm-hmm. faithful men, and others, and how that that keeps going. We keep training others, mm-hmm. and we keep committing and making investment and deposit into the lives of others the truth that God's given. And that's that's really what my calling yeah. and ministry has been all about. And and I love that Second Timothy 2, too. If I had to if I had to replace mm-hmm. Hebrews 12 too, uh, I think I would just augment it yes. with 2 <laughs> Timothy 2 too because practically I want to keep my eyes on Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's my Hebrews verse. Ministry-wise, I'm thinking I want to, we want to leave behind as many trained people as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was so influenced by that from Pastor Sexton mm-hmm. and his ministry for all these years, for over 50 years, that's and that's just become a part of me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, to leave behind as many trained laborers as we possibly can.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you for sharing that. Wonderful challenges there from the Word of God, from Hebrews, and from 2 Timothy. And just in closing here, listeners, if you kind of missed, maybe you're at the end of this interview wondering, what's it all about? I think you could walk away. The simple theme today is just get into the Bible and let God get into you. Let Him change your life by just getting in it daily and asking the Lord to help you, to guide you, to give you the wisdom you need and just building your life on the Bible and letting him build himself into you and making you more like Christ. Well, thank you, Brother Tomlinson, for coming on. This episode has been a blessing to me and a help to me, and I'm sure it has been to many of the listeners. So lastly, here could you close this episode out for us in a word of prayer? Amen.
1: Father, we come to Thee, and we thank You, Lord, for so many blessings. Thank You for salvation. Thank You for the Word of God. And Lord, thank You for um, especially young people that we've had the privilege to help train Um, I pray for your blessing, Lord, on this next generation. Uh, Lord, that they might be solidly grounded in the Word of God and that they might stand true and strong for Christ in these days. Lord, give these listeners great wisdom, and may they not be distracted. May they keep their eyes on Christ and fulfill that exact will of God for each of their lives, I pray. In Christ Jesus' name, amen.